Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. The most insightful and thought-provoking show on radio. Real, unrehearsed, and impactful interviews that encourage critical thinking for finding solutions for life's experiences. Our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. This is the Abundant Solutions Hour with your host, Gregory Turner. We have a very powerful show tonight. Today is Wednesday, March 14th, and I'm telling you now, if you're listening, please have your note and pens available, because what you're going to hear tonight will change your life. Our special guest tonight is a native of Fort Myers, Florida. I'm jumping right into it, because I don't want to waste any time. I want to bring her in. (laughs) Yes, she's a native of Fort Myers, Florida. She is a first-generation Haitian-American who first received national attention as a Quiet Storm castmate on BET's, if you can remember this, hit reality TV show, College Hill Intern. Uh, My special guest tonight is a best-selling author of Go Get Hers, the Go Get Hers Guide. Uh, Ivy, are are you there? Hi, how are you doing? Hey, hi, I'm doing fine. I've been waiting on this show. You know, Ivy, I've had so many people, so many women just reaching out to me saying they can't wait to hear the show tonight because I think what a lot of women, they, they you know, you guys really uh, are, are taking over right now. And I, I don't mean taking over, but I'm just saying it seems like it's more of you guys are stepping up and you're starting your own businesses and you're doing all these great things. And I just think it's wonderful what you're doing. Um, and, and I just want to ask this question. Where did you come up with the idea of this book? Um, Well, first of all, I want to say thank you for having me. Um, And I'm very excited and appreciate all the women that's looking forward to this talk. And I also want to correct something. We've always been doing our thing. We've always been running businesses, families, and everything like that. It's just that we're just now getting recognized for that. We still have a long ways to go. But I just wanted to make that clear. We've always been, you know. Yes, Behind yes, every strong yes, man, yes. there's a what? <laughs> but but um, right. the book is called the the book is called the 365 Go Get Hers Guide. What you want, when you want it, how to get it, make it happen. And hers stands for happiness, education, respect, success. Yes. Um, and initially, uh, I came up with the idea a while ago. It was a long time ago when I was working in the music industry, and um, I was just doing a lot of things around town. I was throwing parties, um, you know, working in the music industry. I was working in real estate. I was doing so many different things. And the the original concept of the book was supposed to be about, like, just a, being a boss, you know, being a boss chick and just having it all together and, you know, running things. And then um, throughout the years I've been going through – I went through a lot of ups and downs, Uh, a lot of things challenging occurred physically, mentally, spiritually, and um, the guy kind of took another life of its own. Um, So throughout that time, uh, 
I was reading a lot of self-help books. I was listening to a lot of um, audio books. I was talking to a lot of people, different people, um, and just and just observing the world. And um, I decided that, you know, I need to have, like, a book or something like that or, or, or something that I could just go to whenever I need to revisit some of the things that I was learning, right, some of the motivational things, some of the quotes, some of the information about how to do things with careers and personal and, and everything like finances and all that stuff. So I was like, you know what, let me create a guide. And then I figured if I needed this type of guide for myself, and there was a bunch of women out there that needed the same thing. And um, that's how the guide came about, essentially. That's awesome. I'll tell you what, it's, it's the 300, the 365. That's every day of the, yes. every day of the, yeah, that's every day. Yes. And, and I was, mm-hmm. you know, thank you so much for sending me the book. I have it. And you know, when I went through this book, the one thing that stood out to me, and it's something that I always talk about, is the foundation. How important mm-hmm. is it to have to have a solid and good foundation? It's it's very important, and some people, like I mentioned in the book, are lucky enough to be born with a strong foundation, but many of us aren't. Um, and so it's it's really about us recognizing that and trying to formulate one for ourselves, regardless of where we are in our lives, regardless of our age, regardless of our creed or whatever, whatever, where we come from, where our families come from, we have to figure out what the foundation, what our own foundation is. If there's a, a something that can, you know how they say when you build a house on solid ground as opposed to uh, build, building a house on water or whatever, um, right. it's, it's very important that we figure out what, our what our foundation is, how strong it is, and what we need to do if it isn't strong, what we need to do to make it stronger. And that could be physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, or whatever. We just have to figure out what that is for us and, and how we can continue standing on solid ground so that we can grow as individuals. I like how this book, it is really a guide. It, it, it takes you from A to Z. And and it's all about the happiness. I'm reading through the chapters, and another thing that that, that just really um, I want you to touch on is the the purpose and the vision. Do you think that um, those two things are lacking when you have um, people that are trying to start businesses that they 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 think themselves out of it? They come up with a good idea, but they don't stay with it because they feel like they're not they're not worthy or they're not valuable enough to uh, do this. Yeah. And I, I do too want to make sure that people know that it isn't just for people that are, that have businesses. You can be a mother, you can be mm-hmm. um, a student, you can be, you know, uh, have a nine to five, you can be an entrepreneur, you can be famous, you can, you know, you can be a, just a regular person. Um, but it, it, Repeat your question because I got into a tangent. <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> the, purpose, the purpose and the vision, I was purpose, saying, do you yes, think those vision. things are lacking? Do you think they're lacking? Um, I don't think that purpose and vision are, are lacking. I think people, there's a reason why people do the things that they do. I just don't think people take enough time to identify it. You know, mm, um, when it comes yes. to uh, 
in life in general, it is important to know why you're doing something. But I feel like naturally we do things. There's a reason why we're doing them. We might not want to admit why we're doing certain things, you know, because some people start businesses is not really to start a business. It's because maybe they like the title. Maybe they they like what, um, you know, maybe I can say that I'm an entrepreneur so I don't have to work this nine to five and I'm working on, you know, following my dreams. Or they want to be successful and think that being an entrepreneur or whatever is the way to be successful because they're trying to prove something to other people. Um, my whole thing is you got to know what your purpose is in everything that you do. Identify it, recognize it, and don't be ashamed of it and push forward. If you want to do certain things in uh, like on social media or want to be an actor or whatever because you want to be famous, then say that because some people would be like, oh, you don't, you don't like the craft. You just want to be famous to some people, and they take offense to that. But I'm like, if that's what you want, then that's what you, you know, it, you'll get there quicker if you identify it, recognize it, accept it, and move forward with it um, awesome. in that. And it is important, too, to, like, with a purpose to have a vision. It, it's great to see the end result of things, and then you want to know why, 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 uh, why this end result? And what do I need to do to get it? So you need to have a vision so you can set goals, and that's another chapter in the um, in the book. So you can find steps to get there. Instead of just seeing this big old vision and you don't know how you're going to get there, and you're running around here aimlessly, you know, that's not good for you or anybody else around you. That's so true. And, you know, when you're dealing with the trials, we all go through trials and tribulations. And one thing I, I, I do like the fact that you said this book is just not for people that start in businesses. This book is for anyone trying to do anything they're just trying to get it and when yeah you know when you yeah when you're going through those trials and when you're just starting out and you're trying to do this thing that you love and and, and you you feel that this is what you're supposed to do when you know when you started when you start having your trials how did you hang on and how were you able to <laughs> just stay in there stand in there firm and 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 fight for what you wanted um, cause I just, I, I, I knew from, I knew everything is mental. Uh, I just knew that. And maybe it is from subconsciously was from, um, self-help books or workshops or seminars. I just knew everything was mental. And I knew that I, even in your downtimes, you got to continue to feed yourself mentally. Um, and that's why when I went to YouTube, I would always look for motivational stuff. When you're, when you're feeling some kind of way, I always listen to, you know, gospel music or, or watch, like, sermons on on, on YouTube or television. Um, I, and, or, and I would listen to, like, motivational songs. Like, I would go, if I couldn't find something on the radio and if I couldn't find something on my phone, I, I'd rather sit in the car silent and kind of be in my, my thoughts. So um, I just knew that everything was mental and that this too shall pass. So it, it was really about, you know, kind of weeding it out or going through it. Um, and knowing that at the end of it, you'll get through it. Because, of course, what they say, God don't, you know, he don't put nothing on you that you can't bear. So um, just knowing that there is an end, you know, to it and then feeding myself mentally because it is a mental thing most of the time. Yes. And with the uh, the mental piece, it is, it's so important. The mental piece of when you're going through this and you're trying to do it, I, I, this first one about happiness, you, you have a quote. Happiness is a choice waiting to be chosen. Choose abundantly. Mm-hmm. You know how some people say, well, you have a choice to be happy. You have a choice to mm-hmm. be sad. But, you know, I guess some people really can't separate the two and figure out, okay, 
how do I be happy? You know, there's a lot of people out there that are just mm-hmm. not happy, but they should be, and they don't really understand how uh, to choose that. What, what What would you say? I think because people focus on how to be happy, and they're not looking at what's making them sad. So I think you have to tackle what what's making you sad, why is it making you sad, and what can you do to change that, and then that will get you to happy instead of focusing on, on how I can get happy. Look into what is making you sad and try to deal with that first. And that way, hopefully, you'll know every time that come ar- comes around or that feeling or that thought or that person or whatever comes around, you'll know how to handle it and you'll know how to put yourself into a more, uh, you know, happy space. Yes, I, I like that. I like that. That, that. that quote is very, very powerful. I um, highlighted it, and, I, and I, I, ever since you mm-hmm. sent me this book, I've been – I read that every morning. I read that quote every single morning <laughs> because, you know, it just life experiences, those things happen. And you may have somebody in the hospital, somebody that you love that's sick somewhere that's going through and you're trying to grind and do your thing, but, and you're trying to be happy for yourself, but it's, it's, it's just a, it's a struggle for me. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, it's really mm. a struggle for me. And this guy is, this book is really, really helping me um, with my mm. everyday life. And and I was just looking right. over the, the, the yes the character part. I don't think people mm-hmm. I don't think a lot of people really understand how much how important character is. I just love the way that you have everything just just lined up in this, and it's just so important. Can you speak on that character thing a little bit? Yeah, you know how they say it's it's not about um, it's not about what you do. It, is about it's not really about what you do to somebody. They'll always remember how you made them feel, yeah. and uh, usually character just comes from within. That's like it's almost like even everybody kind of goes with that philosophy. Uh, even street dudes, you know, like his character, you know, uh, or his uh, uh, morals and and whatever, you know, they'll always be like, "This is the code. This is your code." Like when they when street guys talk, they talk about code or um, girls that talk is girl code is girl code. That really is character. That is how you are naturally, you know, um, regardless of at the end of the day, this is who you are. And that's usually what people remember, you know, um, and that's an important thing to recognize. Like when you do something, when you're constantly doing something and you're getting like a negative response from other people you got to see what it is that you're doing and where it's coming from like you know is that because of um, your natural way of being and doing things and that kind of comes from your character it comes from your morale it comes from like um, some of it can can derive from your original foundation as well how you was brought up where you was brought up the people that were around you your influences that um, that can influence your character too but what people have to recognize and that's when I kind of break down you know like they say the Bible gives us everything that we need to know how to live our life you know what I mean and the fruits of the spirit is one of those things and um, that that really is a foundation for um, developing your character if you feel like your character isn't intact you know Um, so I mean it's very very important and we all we kind of all go by these codes anyway we just I just don't think people um you know, recognize that. Yes. You know, when, when I, I put up one of your videos, two of your videos I put out there on Facebook, and, and some people had already, they saw it, and this one girl called me, and she said, Greg, this this, this young lady, Miss Box, she looks so confident in, in everything yeah. that she's doing, and she's, 
this boss, I mean, she's just like really doing it. And, I, and I'm really into what she's saying. Everything that she's saying, she's saying it with, with a force that, you know, she really believes what she's doing. And I said, well, yes, you know, she's been on television. She, she's done this stuff. She's been in front of the camera. She's made music videos. And with all of that, confidence is so important. But also that's what's important, too, is believing it. And my question is, when mm-hmm. you were on television or before you were on television, on the show, when you, I guess you had to go in and, 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 and try out for it or whatever, do the role, right. were you confident enough then that you felt like this is the way for you? You just knew you were going to get the part? Um, I didn't know if I was going to get the part, but I was confident in uh, in the audition process. You know, and I and I did break the the audition process in the book, but um, I was confident in the audition process for some reason because I was just like, you know, like I said, I was I was doing my thing, you know, mm-hmm. prior to working in the music industry, mm-hmm. you know, at, in college I was involved on campus, and then after that I was working a really good nine to five job. I was throwing parties. I was doing, you know, I had my mortgage broker license. I was just doing my thing, and this was a an internship, as they said, uh, College Hill, when I knew it was a television show and it, it was like a competition and you were going to work in these different industries, mm-hmm. I, I was like, man, this is, I got this, you know. But I'm not, people aren't, I'm human. We're not always confident because I was confident going into the uh, auditions and I got the selected to be on the show. But when it came to taping that show, oh, that, my confidence <laughs> level went down because I was like, that's when reality TV got real because I was like, hold up. You know, they told us, you know, we can make, we, once you get on the show, we're going to tape in Chicago. So they flew us all in Chicago. Then you, you got there and you saw all of these personalities. You saw all of these cameras. You walked into this house. They took your phone. You know, it was like, it just, it got real. And that, my confidence went down to the point. I was like, oh my God, you know, when I go home, I have my parents, I have my family, I have, um, I'm in a sorority. I, what if I want to go back and get a nine to five job? Like, you know, like, what am I doing here? <laughs> yeah, so I was yeah. not confident in that. And, and I think that that's kind of what, that, why my name, the quiet storm kind of came about. Cause I, I became, especially when the cameras around, I was more observant. I didn't want to speak too much or do anything too crazy. Cause there were strong personalities around me. All of us a little frustrated. We we're in competition mode. So I was like, I don't want to do nothing to, to look stupid. But when I got into competition mode, then that's when my confidence would get up. Cause I'm like, I, I'm in this. I know this space. You know, I can do this stuff. You know, I can do presentations. I can throw events. I can do all of that stuff. So the confidence level went up. But when it came to, like, you know, the, the camera part and really thinking forward about, like, okay, how are they going to make you look, then I, it, that confidence didn't, it was not there. <laughs> but it sounds like it sounds like you know when you say you were listening, you weren't doing that much talking. Everybody else was strong around you. They had the personalities, um, and you said you started breaking things down. You said, "Oh, I could do this." Was that you pulling mm-hmm. from your foundation? Foundation is pulling from my experiences and it's pulling from my character because I'm just I, naturally I'm I'm a nice person, you know. Naturally I'm friendly even if somebody isn't friendly to me. So I uh, I I already knew like me I'm not a bad person. I just didn't understand how television works because I'm just like well they can make you look like a bad person, <laughs> you know. Like regardless you yeah. might get into one argument and then you're the the person that always argues 
you know, on television or something like that, even even if you just get into one argument, you don't know how they're going to edit it, how they're going to break it down. So, um, yeah, I did pull from uh, my foundation because naturally I'm a good person. So, you know. Yeah. Well, did did you have to have a strategy uh, while you were on the show? Was it a when you, I, I guess when the cameras were off, you had to really sit back and say, you know what, this is how I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna make this work. I, I, you know, I, I have a strategy, and this is what my strategy is going to be. Because when I look at a lot of the reality shows today, it looks like everybody's setting themselves up to do something else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um... Not back then, because this was almost 10 years ago. So um, the reality television was a little different. You know, now, it, now being if I was on the show now, it would be a totally different thing. Um, it would be more strategic. You'll have a lot more stuff set up. Um, you know, uh, you might play something a little bit more extra than you naturally would. Um, you would play more for the camera than you would um, just doing your own thing. So back then, it it wasn't really a strategy. It was like more, okay, you're on the show, you're doing your thing, just do it well and and show out that way. But Mm -hmm. we weren't really playing for the cameras. We were just really being ourselves. I think nowadays people more so play for the cameras. They have a lot of social media platforms. They they engage a little bit more. um, And, you know, then they kind of turn into characters of themselves. So I think it's a little different now than it was back then. Yes. Now, I want to talk with you about the goal setting because I, I, I learned. So again, I learned a lot from your book. I've learned that I need to write my goals down. Um, mm-hmm. It's just so important to have goals um, when you're starting a business. When you're anything that you want to do, it's just so important. Um, in, in the goal setting, uh, where did you find? the time to, to really sit down and know exactly what you wanted to do, if that makes any sense. Um, as far as how I want to go about part. with the chapter or naturally in, in life? Naturally in life. Um, naturally enough, I think, you know, we all kind of have um, these visions, especially when we're young, of what we want to do and how and who we want to be. And then, of course, going through – school, you kind of have those same ideas, like, this is what I want to do when I grow up and, you know, or whatever. Then uh, in certain courses, they'll teach you, like, hey, you have to have steps to get to these, you know, to to get to these end results. In classes, you have to go through these chapters, and at the end of the chapter, you have the test. So it was all about breaking the end goal down, right? So I, I yes. think we all, like, when I wanted to join a sorority, I was just like, okay, this is what I have to do. These these are the goals. These are people I have to talk to. These are the programs I have to go to. So I think sometimes naturally we just set goals for ourselves and we don't call them goals. Um, but for me, I knew that I had to be um, not just strategic, but I had to figure out how I was going to, if I wanted to get on BT, how I'm going to get on BT. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I think we just kind of all set goals without calling them goals. But, mm-hmm. you know, with the book, it was kind of making it more, it kind of laid it out a little bit more. This is how you can write those goals, and this this is how you can um, get to the business of actually accomplishing those goals to get to that end result. Yes. Now, on with with the book and everything else that you have going, how in the world do you find time to do all of this? I, I, I'm, I'm reading, I'm going through everything, and I'm, I'm just trying to figure out, where did you find time to write this book? Because you're all over the place. Yeah. Well, you you know you gotta make time. 
that's really what you know they say when you make time for stuff that you really wanted to do because it took me a while to actually sit down and write this book. I then had the thought since since I did this show, I had the thought afterwards when I was working in the music industry, I was writing down all the things that I wanted to do, I wanted to accomplish, and, and writing a book was one of them. And it, it, it's just that I never really made time for it. Like I was doing everything, and I, then then I after a while, you was like who am I to write this book? You know what I mean? Like, you know, what am I going to talk about? How am I going to do it? Um, And then once you write the book, then people are going to expect you to always try to live up to it and all this stuff. So all these thoughts was coming through, um, through my mind. And then, and then it, then it started to become a chip on my shoulder because it was like I talked to a few people about the book, but every time you see those people, you remember you told them that he was going to write the book. (laughs) I stopped talking about it. Then yeah. I was like, okay, but it, it became a because I knew it must have been something that I that God wanted me to do because He kept putting it in my face and mm. He kept reminding me that I needed to do it. And then when I actually was like, okay, I'm going to do it because I attempted a couple of times, but at this point in time, it uh, 2016 at the end of it was like October or something. I was like, okay, fine. Something told me like you just need to do it, and I sat down, and then words were just coming out, you know, like. It, it was easy. It wasn't like before when I sat down, tried to write, you spend two hours staring at the screen and you ain't write nothing. This time right. it was like it was coming out. So I guess it was timing, maybe um, divine intervention. I don't know. I guess now was the time that I was, I was supposed to write it. That's awesome. I tell you, when God gives you something, he, he doesn't hold back. He'll give you the beginning to the end. And when we try to do some mm-hmm. things, a lot of times on our own, we can't. It's like, wait a minute, I can't come up with these words. Okay, well, maybe it's not time for you to do that yet. Um, yeah. And I also, yeah. Now, I, I, I think with the, uh, I love the part with, about the overcoming procrastination. Mm-hmm. I think a lot yeah. of us. You know, I know about that. <laughs> woo, a lot of us struggle with that. I talk to so many people um, that want to start their own business, that want to get into acting, that want to get into singing but they never start and they actually mm-hmm. can do it. I mean, I've seen them, they can actually do it, but what do you think the, the, the root of this procrastination is? Do you think it's just the, the fact that they're afraid of failing or afraid of being successful? What what do you think it is? We Like there's a chapter about over, um, getting out of your own way. Sometimes we get in our own ways. We, you know, we, we think we overthink things. Cause I remember even when I was, procrastinating and writing the book like I had wrote so many different indexes like I was like let me talk about this let me talk about that and I, at one point I had like 40 different titles and I was like come on who you know you ain't gonna write about all this stuff you know so like you you know some things is like okay once I write this book everybody's gonna um you know everybody's gonna know and what if I fail then it's like oh, what if I succeed, then I'm have this responsibility. And I think a lot of people have those thoughts, like the, the fear of failure. Um, you know, they might do something. Now they're putting themselves out there. They're stepping outside of their comfort zone. And now that's opening the door for judgment for them. Then it's like, okay, what if I succeed? Um, am I prepared for this? Am I prepared to put myself out there? Am I prepared for what's going to come, these speaking engagements or um, this money or, you know, haters or whatever people like to to acknowledge. So um, it, it's some of everything. And then sometimes we just overthink it or we think that we're not skilled enough for it. But like they say, the universe makes room for your, um, for your talent. 
And then sometimes once you start, that's when the doors will start to open for you. Or, like, God already knows where he wants to send you. He's just waiting on you to make the first move. Um, And I I just think that we just kind of overthink things sometimes and and we we psych ourselves out of it either on either ends, whether it's fear or of failure or fear of success. I'll tell you what, you're hitting on a lot of points and a lot of (laughs) – a lot of people are, are, are texting me and they're sending me messages on 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 the internet, and it's just it's just awesome because what you're hitting on is so important. Um, you know how people have these things. This is how I did this, but they really don't go through the way that you're doing it. This is this is really detail, and and it's a really mm-hmm. good blueprint um, to to anything in anybody's life, not just for women but men as well. This is. This thing is is so detailed, and, and you're talking about discipline and how important it is mm. to be disciplined. Um, I guess when you're trying to do what you're trying to do, or anyone, you have to sacrifice some things. And I know, good, I know you sacrifice some days of not being able to do certain things because you were trying to do uh, this book, or you were trying to, or not trying, you're actually doing these things, everything that you wanted to do. This discipline part, it, it, was it tough for you? To say, you know, I can't do this right now because I'm 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 on this show. There's certain things I can't do, so I have to be disciplined enough to stay uh, on on course and not get distracted. Uh, the discipline piece for you was it tough? Mm-hmm. Um, no, not too too much. Uh, it depends. Like discipline for me, it, it ranges from depending on what I'm doing and what factor. Working out, I'm not disciplined at working out. I need to be. But when it's something like for me writing this book or putting on an event, like if it's something that I really want to do, then it's not hard for me to be like, no, I don't, I, I can't go out with y'all tonight, or I'm gonna stay in the house and 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 work on three chapters before I do anything else. You know, when I'm really trying to do something, if I'm planning an event like with my nonprofit, I'm um, doing a youth empowerment workshop for the first time in Fort Myers. So I'm more disciplined. Okay, I got to set these things up. I'm not in this city, so I have to really stay on top of things. I have to really, you know, make Excel Excel spreadsheets to make sure everything's organized. And I'm disciplined in that way because it's something that I really, really want to do. And when it came to writing the book, at that particular time, I really wanted to do it. So saying no was not an issue. But, like, if it's, you know, whether I'm going to go to the gym or go out with my homegirls, most likely I'm trying to gonna, I'm gonna pick going out with my homegirls because I'm not disciplined in that area yet. <laughs> so for me, it just kind of depends on what I'm doing. Or, you know, if yeah. it's something I really want to do, then I, it's easy for me to be disciplined at it. Yeah, I saw the celebrity party. That, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the celebrity <laughs> party that you had. That was, uh, yeah. You know what? Little girls, um, young girls or teenagers, are, they see you uh, in the video that you had. I don't know if, if you know, I knew about it, but the video, you pulled up in a Bentley. And these little oh. girls, I, they went crazy. I mean, this look, the, the, the kids that I know, some of the kids know me on Facebook, they were reaching out to me and they were like, I didn't say anything about it. I didn't even know anything about it. And they, this little girl sent it to me. And the first thing that they kept saying was, she's a boss. They just, the little kids, they just kept, can't, they just kept saying this. She's a boss. She's a boss. That's how I want to be. Do you think that's already in them to be that, to, to want to be that? Or they see that, that side of you, that something in you that they want to be? Um, first, let me clarify that is not my Bentley. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a music video, people. Well, at <laughs> so least you're being like, honest. Like, at least you're honest about it. Yeah, that is not my Bentley. I'm not going to front like I had been. That used to be like my dream car. I used to want a Bentley. My friend had a Bentley. And I was like, I'm doing this music video. Can we use your Bentley? And he was like, yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> so that's the first thing, you guys. That is not my Bentley. But um, I do think, like, visuals and stuff are uh, uh, aspiring. It's just like with Black Panther. I haven't seen that movie mm. four times. Like, I done brought wow. my mama to see it. I done brought my little cousins to see it. Like, I think the things that we see do inspire us. And, and what we see and experience as kids, it does have an impact on us. That's why when we get to have um, movies like Black Panther or something that inspires the youth and everybody else, it's very important in cultivating our futures. Um, I do think that naturally when we're born, like we do, we're fearless. Kids are fearless. You know, they'll do it. They'll jump off the top of a bed and, and everything like that. So I do think, yes, to answer your question, that we're born fearless. We're born bosses. You see how kids are. They'll, as soon as they get around a kid, oh, go get this for me, you know, or when they have a toy, it's like this is my toy. Like they're not afraid of anything. It's just that as they grow up, society kind of, you know, we kind of uh, put boundaries on people and we, we insert our fears onto other people and our pains and our experiences we, we insert into our kids and the environment influences them and then they kind of, it kind of reshapes them. If they're lucky enough, they will be around people that uh, cultivate whatever that spirit is in them, um, that boss spirit experience, their talent or whatever. Um, if they're lucky enough, they'll have somebody around them that cultivates that. But a lot of times people don't have that. So that natural boss, that natural fearless person sometimes gets diminished as they get older. And that's a sad thing. That is. That is. That is that's so true. Um, you, you, were, you were saying that I like the fact that you said that's, that wasn't your Bentley. And I think because you're so honest with what you're doing, I think in, in the industries that you're in, not just one, but all of them, I think you're well-respected because you're, you're so upfront and you're laying things out and, it, and you're such an example from the things that you're saying. People can really follow you. And that's, that's, these are the type of words that I'm getting, um, I'm getting hit with right now mm-hmm. on my phone and, and, and everything. Everybody's asking these questions. Um, and you said that yeah. one thing uh, about the relationship, so they can have somebody pour into them yeah. um, mm-hmm. of having a good team, networking, how important is that to have a, a, a group of people that believe what you're trying to do and those people kind of motivate you and keep you uh, from being distracted and just believe in you and help you? How important are, is it to just have a good relationship with people? It's very important because sometimes, like, your 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 name will perceive you, as they say, like, Sometimes somebody don't have to meet you. They've just heard about you. Oh, I heard about you. Oh, you're Ivy Boss. I heard about you, you know. So sometimes uh, your name will carry forward before your physical body does, you know. They'll meet your reputation before they meet you. So it's very important um, in that aspect, you know. So. Yes, that's, yeah, and, and everything that we're talking about, I'm pulling it right from your book. This, everything, the content, mm-hmm. the respect, the relationships, and, and this next one, do and, the work. And, we, and 
sorry to uh, interrupt you. And it, it is about like a lot of the times it is about who you know, you know, As a, it, it's not always about what you do and how much degrees you have and all that stuff. Sometimes it really is just about who you know. Most of the opportunities that I've gotten is because some I knew somebody that knew somebody that knew somebody. And I think that happens with a lot of people when you watch interviews um, that people are doing. Look at like when we were talking about Black Panther, um, Michael B. Jordan, Ryan worked with Ryan Coogler, um, and and that's how he's gotten a lot of his big roles is because of his relationship with Ryan Coogler, Michael B. Jordan. You know, um, so it is it is a lot about um, who you know because um, those are the people that a lot of times it's like even when I tell people about when they look at career wise, right? You mm-hmm. submit your say if you want to work in corporate America, you submit your resume. There are thousands of people submitting that doggone resume. Them HR people are human just like everybody else. They are not checking for everybody's resume. They look for who's being referred by somebody that either works at that job or somebody that they know. Oh, I know this person. They, they've applied for this job or, you know, they referred somebody. And those are the applications and resumes that they're going to pick up first. And and those are the people that you're going to call in first, and those are the people that's going to get those opportunities, you know. So um, it, it's very good to not only establish relationships but to maintain positive relationships with other people because you just never know. Sometimes that can make or break your situation. And that goes right into what the, uh, the content, the next one, was create, create opportunities. <laughs> yeah. Says, yeah. But, you know, when those things, when you go in – and, and when those opportunities are present themselves, now you have to do the work. Yeah. Now you have to get down and really uh, uh, do the work, you know. And, mm-hmm. and when, when, you, when you came up with this do the work, um, what was that about? Were you saying, uh, what were you saying when you say do the work? I know what you said in the book, but I want, I want yeah. the listeners out there to hear about doing the work, what that really means, the grinding yeah, you know, make it. Sometimes we do, you know, we're all guilty of it. We'll sit around and wait for something to happen. But, like, how long, like I used to always say, um, if you don't make it happen, how long are you willing to wait? Like, you, there's opportunities that are out there. We have to, A, recognize them um, and, and jump on them. Not every opportunity, but you got to recognize opportunity when you see it because sometimes it doesn't say, hey, I'm opportunity. Sometimes it's disguised as something else. And then once you get that opportunity, you have to do the work. It's not going to just, even when people say overnight celebrity or overnight success or whatever, usually those people have put in work. It was like, oh, they got discovered on YouTube. No, they had to record the YouTube, you know, like the the thing Mm -hmm. had to be recorded. It had to be uploaded. Somebody shared it. Like, you know what I mean? Like there was work that was going. And then once people had recognized you, you know, now you got to go and perform. You got to do interviews. You got to do all of this stuff. That's, that takes work. You got to hone your skills. You got to practice. You got to, you know, do all of that stuff. So it takes work. And then if you just so happen to get lucky and you get discovered, if we're talking about celebrities or overnight successes, once you get into that position for you to maintain it so that you're not that, you know, just a 15 minute of fame type person, a Mm -hmm. 15 second of fame type person, you're going to have to work to maintain that. You know, you got to stretch it out. Like, you know, if you, use the Kardashians as an example, like they had to put in work um, and to maintain this attention business that they got and put in work to cultivate it, to turn that into money and all the other experiences that they had and, um, you know, staying relevant. It's a work. 
in business, it takes work to maintain your business, to always get, um, you know, maintain clientele and reaching out to customers and making sales and creating mm-hmm. products and all of that stuff. Oprah still work out here working. She's a couple billion in. <laughs> yes. If Oprah's still working, you guys, we got to still work. <laughs> and it's okay to take a break and a vacation, but we got to continue to do the work. Oprah is Oprah because she always did the work, you know. Um, and shout out in the book, I, I, I talk about this uh, when I was at the Merge Conference in, in L.A. And Suzanne DePaz, she is like the bomb when it comes to mm-hmm. entertainment, um, and she actually said that, and, and I asked the question, uh, entertainment-related, uh, a boardroom, being in a room um, with men without losing something. It's in the book, you guys. But she was saying that, it you is, know, it to is. always do the work, mm, to do the work, do the work, and then again, do the work. And she's been in the industry for how long, and she's still doing the work. So, so. It's always, you know, Oprah, she always talks about these goals. And you would think all this money, all this awards, everything that she's done, she's still, those goals are still there. And and she's mm-hmm. consistent. She's consistent with doing the hard work. She's always yeah. doing, yeah. And with you, you're you're doing an event. Um, you just mentioned a few minutes ago, you're doing an event down down south. What is, what is that event? I think you say it's the first one of its kind in that area. It was the first time that um, we're doing it in Fort Myers. I was, I was thinking about events because I, I have another event that I'm doing next week. It's a Millennial Mixer. And since it's Women's History Month, um, all of the businesses and organizations that we're showcasing, it's uh, women-based businesses. Um, but that's a Millennial Mixer. But what, I was, uh, what I'm doing in Fort Myers is uh, it's, it's called Fearless and Flawless. It's a Boys and Girls Empowerment Workshop. And um, my nonprofit, Voice the Movement, we've been doing these youth empowerment workshops for the last four years. But we rotate. So we'll do all female, then we'll do uh, male and female, and then we'll do all male. Then in January, we did all females. And um, we're based out of Tampa, Florida. So I'm originally from Fort Myers. And I was just like, you know what? I just had it in my mind for a long time, I was just like, I need to do something in Fort Myers. I need to do something in Fort Myers. That's where I was born. That's where I was raised, like where I came into my own, you know. Um, and I was like, i got to do something for the kids down there. And I was just like, we need to bring Fearless and Flawless down to Fort Myers. So we um, teamed up with the Stars Complex, and we're bringing it to Fort Myers for the first time. So this is the first time that we're doing it there. Um, praying that it's um, received well, because when we do the Boys and Girls Empowerment, yes, and we, we, when we do the Girls and Boys Empowerment, it's we we have like 200 kids and over 50 adult volunteers that, and we do these workshops for these kids, and we make sure that it's entertaining. We have a DJ, we feed them breakfast, we give them lunch, and it's just an empowerment situation. Because like I like we, when we talk about purpose, fearless and flawless, when people hear that. They're like, oh, it's talking about flawless like Beyonce, but flawless is like actually an acronym. Fearless is actually an acronym, um, and that's what we kind of use to to guide the workshops and um, to give the presenters and the panelists, you know, key pointers to help empower our youth. So I'm looking forward to that in April in Fort Myers, April 14th, if anybody's listening. <laughs> Now, are you willing to take this this workshop on the road? Other than uh, than doing it down south, are you are you available for anyone that wants to bring this workshop? 
So yeah, pretty- I've actually thought about that. Um, yeah, if we can get funding for it, then yeah, because it takes a uh, a lot. For the one we do in Tampa, we we get a grant for it. The Fort Myers one, it's pretty much money that was fundraised um, to to do it. And we're still accepting, uh, you know, sponsorship because it, it, it's going to take a lot because we try to make it – well, no, we do make it free for all the kids. Like, they don't pay anything. And they get bags and they get, you know, trinkets and we have speakers. And, and, these, and we don't have, like, just – we have some pretty good speakers. They're usually, like, local – the local celebrities, football players, entertainers, you know, and stuff like that. And these people, like, volunteer their time. Um, to do this for the kids. So, yeah, if we can get, like, a budget together, I've done this enough to know how much, you know, it's not knocking anybody over the head. Um, we can bring it to their city and make it available to their kids. Um, and it can, instead of instead of limiting it to 200, because we limit it to 200 for budget reasons. Um, right, right. So we can, it could be 500, it could be 1,000, it could be 2,000. Like, we just have it structured so well that um, mm. I think we can bring it anywhere and it could be a success. Yeah, you know, um, I want to ask you about this too because you're down south with the uh, school shooting um, that occurred on mm-hmm. February 14th. Um, what has, how has this impacted the area with the kids that you're around since you deal with uh, these kids? How do you think this has impacted them from what you've seen and what you've heard? Um, I think it's a, 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 I think it's traumatic. Anything like this, whether people recognize it at the moment, is traumatic. But I love, like, today was the the National Walkout Day where the kids were protesting uh, gun violence. And I I heard Oprah say this one time, sometimes these tragedies um, occur to kind of wake us up. Um, And I think it woke a lot of people up, not just um, the government and not just parents, but these students, like, saying, wait, this is an issue and we have to do something about it because clearly these adults ain't got it together. <laughs> right, right, So it's, right. It's, it's time for the kids right now to, to step up and be like, hey, we got to take responsibility for our own lives and our own situation and our own environment. So I think this, this, the impact, although negative and, can, and, and traumatic, it, had, it has a positive um, undertone to it because it's, it, it woke a lot of people up and it woke a lot of young people up. And I think it's empowering for these young people to see, like, people are paying attention to our voices, you know. And this whole national, yes. with all of them participating, we can engage our own, our peers, and make positive change. Instead of engaging our peers for something negative, we can create positive change. And I really hope that the government looks at this and, and put all of the pettiness aside and be like, you know, like what these, these kids' voices have been heard and we're going to do something about it. And I hope they do something about it. I hope so too. I, I, I just think your events, the, what you're doing for for these children is just, just awesome. And, and I'll tell anyone, please get the book, the 365 Go-Getter's Guide. It's okay. a book. This thing is, it's amazing. Um, it, it, you know, and, and I'm sure um, Ivy, you're available for in speaking engagements or or, or anything um, like that. I know I know that you are. Mm-hmm. If if people want to get in contact with you um, to talk to you about the the event that you have, this workshop, and mm-hmm. also to talk with you about doing a speaking engagement uh, at, at any event, um, how would they get in contact with you? 
Well, they can they can go to my website. It's MissIvyBox.com, and that's M-S-I-V-Y, B as in boy, O, X as in X-ray, dot com. Um, and I'm Miss Ivy Box on all my social media platforms, so Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter. They can DM me, um, and they can email me or send me an email or message um, through my website on the, in the awesome. contact section. So, yeah, MissIvyBox.com and Miss Ivy Box on all social media platforms. Yes. Now, um, I, I just got a text message um, from, from, from a guest. I don't know who they are, but... They're asking me about this. Get out of your way. <laughs> get out of your yeah, way. How do I get out of? Yeah. How do I get out of my own way? They're procre- she says she's such a procrastinator. She's afraid mm-hmm. to start, but she knows she has the talent. But it, she's having a problem starting, and and she wants mm-hmm. to know how can she get out of her own way. Well, the the most the the greatest thing is that she recognized that she's on her in her own way because a lot of people don't recognize that. They don't know that they're the problem. They think everybody else, they think their finances is the problem, but they don't realize that they're the problem. And um, I, I commend her for recognizing that. And procrastination is one of the biggest things that, one of our biggest hurdles. And the only thing that can get us going is if we start. That's really the simplest way. Um, whatever you want to do is just start doing it and then get into that habit of doing it and keep doing it and keep doing the work, and um, you'll eventually accomplish it. And and you're on your own timeline. Don't race nobody else. You know, like we sometimes, we, like they say, you um, compare your Chapter 5 to somebody's Chapter 20, and you're like, why am I not here? Because they, you know, they had Chapter 20, honey, you only at 5. Stick to your Chapter 5 and be proud of your Chapter 5, okay? You know, and that's, that's really what people have to recognize. Like you, And that's one of the big things about this book is about, defining your happiness, education, respecting your success for yourself and not allowing anybody else or society to do that for you. So you're on your own time limit. If it takes you 10 years to accomplish that, it took you 10 years, and you should still be proud of it, okay? That's, so, that's um, so true. You know, her, her, just start. Just start. You know what you want to do, do it, and, and keep doing the work, and you'll accomplish it. Yes. Now, the, the second thing, too, um, the fear piece. You know, mm-hmm. I hear so many people, oh, my goodness, fear. They they have these great ideas. Um, here, sometimes I, I, I do a lot of paperwork for people that want to start their own business. I always push mm-hmm. that. And we do the paperwork. Then they go down to the Secretary of State, and they file their paperwork. And when they get it back, you know, they have a copy of, and it's official. It scares mm-hmm. a lot of It scares a lot of people. They're like, I. I wanted to start this business, but now I don't, I'm just afraid. And they just break down and they tell me mm-hmm. that. And mm-hmm. it's almost like I have to coach them and say, okay, this is your dream. This is what you wanted to do. You know, mm-hmm. speak on that, speak on that fear thing. Ugh, I hate fear. Like when I, at the end of the day, when there's something that I didn't do or didn't accomplish that I wanted to do at the end of it, it was fear that stopped me from doing it. Um, and, and, what people have to do is, is make fear make fear a real thing, like a person, you know. And every time you see it, people that recognize haters, I don't like to recognize haters because I just I think if you recognize that, you're going to continue to have them. Um, mm-hmm. but, but it could be a hater that every time that fear pops up, 
that's that motivation for you to keep going, to, to, to actually do it. And then once you actually do whatever it is that you are afraid of, then you're no longer going to be afraid of it. I heard Tupac, the greatest rapper of all time, um, <laughs> he would say yes, that, yes. like, if he was afraid of something, like, if he, he, he's fearless, and he's fearless because, like, if he was afraid of an individual or if he was afraid of doing something, he would do it, and he would, you know, do it really well, and, and he, would, he would face whatever that fear was until he's no longer afraid of it, and then he's no longer afraid of it. So the thing that we're afraid of, we need to do it, and that way it won't be scary anymore. It was just like when you're a kid and you was afraid of the dark, and you was just like, oh, if I walk through the dark without um, – you know, without any light, a monster is going to get me. And you keep thinking that, thinking that, thinking that until you decide to walk through one time in the dark at night and you realize nothing happened to you, then you're no longer afraid of it. So just just do whatever it is that thing is that you're afraid of. Keep looking it in the face. Look at it as a, a hater um, and use it as motivation to, to do it, and you'll no longer be afraid of it. You know how much of it is is just our thinking. We 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 create these 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 falsities. We create these uh, mm-hmm. things that aren't. You know we 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 oh I'm gonna fail. Oh this is gonna happen. I'm gonna get sued or or they're gonna boo me off stage. How much of this is you know this thinking that we have? Um, it, it happens to me sometimes, and I have to ignore it. Mm-hmm. I really do. I have yeah. to ignore it because when I'm trying to do something, and I and, and I heard Oprah say this just the other day. That thinking sometimes you have to ignore what you what's what's going on in your mind, and I know Ivy mm-hmm. with all the things that you're doing, I, I'm pretty sure you have those thoughts. And how are you able to get past those thoughts and, and push forward and do what you want to do? I just yeah, I always have those thoughts. They're gonna keep creeping in. The more you do, the 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 louder it's gonna get, you know. But at the end of the day, like. I just, I look at it like an individual again, you know, like every time it pops up, I'm like, get out of here, you know, <laughs> get yeah. away from me. Like, stop talking like, okay. Or I, I will look at it from a spiritual aspect. Oh, that's the devil trying to stop me from being great. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that's the devil trying to stop me from being great. And then, then that gives me more of a motivation to, to keep pushing forward, you know, and not let it uh, hold me. But it is a mental thing. Cause it all is running through your mind. Like, once you can tackle the mind, then anything is possible. You see these crazy things some people accomplish, and just the thought of it would have made you, like, cringe, but because they just knew and believed in themselves, they got it done, and they accomplished it, and, and you know, they was able to jump off of, I don't know, Mount Rushmore, who knows. But, you know, they were able to do something crazy, jump out of a plane, because they just knew they could do it and they knew nothing was going to happen. And even if something does happen to you, like, uh, you know, if you fail or whatever, like, who cares? These days, everybody, you know, like, you, you hear all these stories. Before, people used to hide their failures, but now, you know, you can Google, like, how I lost my job, how I uh, lost all my money in business, how, you know, how I got – like, you see everybody's failures. And it's like, now you use those failures as a teachable moment and if you choose to, to, like, say if you started a business and it failed, um, what did you do wrong? And if you choose to start another business, now you can, you know what not to do. So you can use it as a teachable moment. So we just got to kind of turn it around. Like, don't focus on the negative part. Try to find the positive thing out of it. If we're embarrassed, you get embarrassed for that second. After that, people going to forget about it because there's so much going on in the world. So don't even worry about that, you know. 
So we just got to turn it around and, and keep on pushing forward. Okay. We have about five minutes left in the show, um, Ivy. Um, I wanted to ask you, what are your future plans? What are some of the things that you're working on? Because you, you're in different industries. Um, are you doing plays? I'm getting these messages. Are you doing, are you writing plays? Um, are you, <laughs> are you? No, uh, I'm not writing. I, I'm not writing any play, plays. I am looking into uh, a couple, couple of film opportunities um, as far as with my own projects. That kind of, you know, like when, when I said, once you start something, the universe the universe makes room for your talent. And once you start, the yeah. doors start to open. So um, I am looking into um, film. So some opportunities came in, um, well, it, you know, in that realm um, mm-hmm. for creating. Um, so I am doing that. And we are working on a book tour. It will be like a um I'm teaming up with an, another motivational speaker, author, uh, a male uh, by the name of J, by the name of Jr. Rivera, we're putting together a book tour on the like the East Coast, and then we're gonna see how that builds up. Um, and I'm just continuing to do work with my nonprofit and um, some events here in, in Florida and in other places because we are venturing out um, with a lot of things that we're doing because it's catching on. So, um, and you know, the the sky is not the limit. So, any opportunity that's uh, favorable, any opportunities that um, that I feel you know is in align aligned with my purpose and and what I'm doing, then you know I'm open to take those on. So, anybody out there in the universe, if you want to work with the girl, <laughs> you want to sponsor <laughs> anything, if you want to you know donate to our nonprofit, if you want us to bring anything to your city or your event, if you want us to speak. Um, just just let me know. And anybody that's interested in doing any of these things and you have questions, just let me know. Hit me up on social media. Hit me up on my website. Um, I'm, I'm usually very responsive when it comes to that. And, yeah, make sure you stay on top of uh, MissIvyBox.com and MissIvyBox on all social media platforms, and let's connect. You know, I, I wanted to ask you, we have about three minutes. I wanted to ask you about your nonprofit organization and the programs mm-hmm. that you're offering right now. Um, I think with everything that's going on right now, it's the timing of, of your of your nonprofit organization is probably in a good place right now because there's a lot going on. The summer's about to come. And what kind mm-hmm. of programs are, are you guys have uh, plan, uh, that's out there right now? And what are you what programs do you want to add? Well, fearless and flawless uh, youth empowerment workshop, and my my um, that's one of the main things that we do, and then uh, we do our nonprofit does collab with um, other businesses to put on the Millennial Mixer, which is um, a, like a small business entrepreneur socialite um, networking mixer where we support small businesses, mainly minority businesses. Um, but our nonprofit isn't just focused on kids. We've, we've been doing a lot of things for ki- with kids because we're so small right now, and that's one of our big targets. But we mm-hmm. love, like, our um, mission is to um, improve the quality of life of men, women, and children through health, education, arts and entertainment, and technology. So um, just just introducing um, individuals, in, in, you know, in those into those fields and those areas which science and technology, the whole STEM thing is really big right now. So any opportunities in that and just, you know, introducing that to underserved communities is what um, our overall goal is. And we're, we're big on collaborating. We don't have to curate an event um, from scratch ourselves. Like we can collaborate with other people. 
you know, we find funding and stuff like that. Like Candy Cares, they're they're providing a bunch of packages to college students, and we donated some stuff um, and some gift cards and stuff to to those organizations. So collaborating with other organizations and nonprofits is is another goal of ours as well. Awesome. Yeah, I think the service that you're providing is 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 so needed. Um, and if if to those that are listening, please get the book. Please get. The Please get the book. Yes, I'm telling you, go get her <laughs> this thing will change your life. I'm telling you, it's laid out, you know, and, and what I like about it, I mean, people think you're paying me to sell this stuff, but you're not. Yeah. It is a blueprint. I, I Honestly, yeah. it is a blueprint, and, and it will line up with what you want to do if you're serious about getting out there and becoming a go-get-hers, if that's what you're trying to do. Yeah. So, Ivy, we have about 20 seconds. I want to thank you so much. Um, Ivy reached and out to me you. a while ago, and we're just now able to put it together, and I'm so glad that you came on. You're such an example for so many of us, not just the kids, but to the adults as well. Thank you, thank you, thank Aww. you so much, Ivy. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. I appreciate everybody taking the time out to listen. I appreciate you for having me on the show. And I just appreciate everybody. And everybody, male, females, go out there, be a go-getter. The sky is not the limit. It is only the beginning. Yes. And with that being said, everybody, good night. Thank you for joining us, and thank you for spending time with us tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Ivy. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.